This is Rick Ross from Massacre, and you're listening to Misery Point Radio. Misery Point Radio, thank you for joining me again today. Thanks for hanging in there while I had to take my excessively long break. I know it's been a while. For that, I do apologize. However, life kind of got out of control for a little bit. I had so many things in the works that scheduling just became just crazy. Well, I got that all worked out. Now we're going to be back on track. So hopefully in my absence, maybe y'all got a chance to go back and listen to some of the older episodes that you hadn't had a chance to listen to yet. So hopefully by now you're all caught up on the awesomeness and I will be back on a regular schedule. So we will have some really awesome conversations coming your way here over the next few weeks. And I am booking some really, really, really awesome guests for this show. So I think you're going to be more than excited because I'm more than excited. This is really freaking cool. And so I just got back from Orlando, Florida as an opportunity presented itself to me. And it was one that I could not pass up. And I don't normally just pack up and say, Hey, I'm going to go to random this place or that place. There usually has to be a pretty good reason. So I live in Seattle. So going to Florida, yeah, that ain't a small trip. But this one was more than worth it because it allowed me to combine a little bit of time off for my wife and I, kind of get out of town for a while. But it also provided an opportunity to take part in a really historic event, at least historic in the world of metal. Because what happened in Florida was 30 years in the making. And I got a chance to sit down with one of the godfathers of old school death metal, Mr. Rick Roz, to talk about the reformation of legendary death metal band Massacre with original bassist Michael Borders, original vocalist Cam Lee, and of course, Rick's longtime partner in crime, Mr. Mike Mazzanetto. And this show at Will's Pub in Orlando, Florida, represented the first time ever that Massacre played their debut album, From Beyond, in its entirety from start to finish, and also represented the first time in over 30 years that Rick Roz, Cam Lee, and Michael Borders have shared the stage together. So, there is no other word that I can use to describe this experience but epic because it was epic. Everything about this was epic. The Massacre show was epic, and my conversation with Mr. Rick Roz was absolutely epic. And if you're the kind of person that likes to get the true, behind-the-scenes stories straight from the source, then you need to hang out for the next half hour and listen to Rick talk about all of the different variations of Massacre, how this entire new project came into existence, as well as a really cool history lesson on some of those early days of death and Mantis and Massacre. 
and his other projects that were in the works when this all kind of fell into place. So get ready, grab a drink, kick back, and check this out. Cool. Well, uh, hey, this is Mike here from Misery Point Radio, and I'm sitting down in amazing Orlando, Florida with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Rick Roz. Awesome, Rick. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Not very busy, but uh, no, thank you for coming all the way from Seattle to check out this show at Will's Pub. Absolutely. In hot, humid Orlando, Florida. It is a little on the warm side compared to where I'm from, but uh, yeah. It's a little breeze. It's nice. It's a nice change of pace. So, um, well, hey, you know, from my perspective, today is a pretty historic day. Um, it's been a long time, I think, in the making. There's been, uh, you know, you've obviously stayed busy kind of all these years, but I think in the terms of the lineup that we're about to see tonight, uh, probably means a lot to people who are familiar with kind of the old school. And uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, to checking out this show. So I think there's probably a lot of people who never thought that they'd see you and Michael Borders and Cam Lee in the same room again, let alone playing a show again together. Um, so I'm just kind of uh, kind of curious if you don't mind me getting a little bit of history on a few things. You seem pretty open to uh, talking yeah. about kind of some stuff. So um, when I took a hiatus from music myself and then I kind of got back into it and I started following people a little bit online, your name was the first person that actually came up. Hey, what's Rick Ross up to? And at that point you were playing in the end. And the end, it seems like, was really on a pretty awesome trajectory. Uh, you guys had uh, a deal with the FDA, and uh, things seemed to be going going really pretty well. Um, so, uh, and you were jamming with with Maz at that point, still, who and uh, Mr. Grimm, uh, and uh, you've been with Maz for quite some time at this point. So, um, and then Cam Lee kind of resurfaces. So if you don't mind me asking, how do we go from kind of where things were with the end and to Cam getting kind of introduced uh, back into the picture? Well, he had reached out to me years ago when uh, MySpace was up and I didn't reach back. So um, I decided to reach out to him and a friend of a friend got the, you know, got the information across and uh, he came out and we started jamming and, and it was really, really good. And then, uh, a lot of stuff happened with the name because we were trying to go with the masker name and even add an X to it. And then, sure. then the name was changed and the name was changed again and the name was changed again. And it kind of got a little monotonous and uh, it kind of just kind of just fell apart. Sure. So um, but me and Maz had just got out of, you know, four years with the other masker lineup and had done a record and then other stuff had happened. And that kind of left a sour taste. And, with uh, Back From Beyond. Yeah. No, the, doing the record was great. And everybody that was on that record did their job and everything. You know, it's. It could have been a little shorter. That was my fault, and I went against that. But other than that, um, yeah, we just got really burnt on that. And then when we started the end, um, it was the end from the beginning. Okay. No, I mean, I'm not going to say anything about any. It just wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. Sure. Period. So um, what we have now just is uh, a real coincidence. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, because I had no Stars idea. Stars aligning kind of crazy yeah, stuff. I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but it's it's a coincidence because it – really there's a lot of pride and a lot of 
because I've known Borders for a long time. We haven't played in 30 years. Right. So um, and me and Maz took a 16-month hiatus, didn't touch our gear, just stayed at the studio, was just there, and we didn't do anything. We yeah. just took a long break. I, I saw that. In fact, a friend of mine, and you're really good about, I think, responding to people, which is one of the cool things I like about what you do. I but, try to. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, had mentioned that uh, he kind of made a joke, and hey, you know what's going on with you? And you had said something like, I haven't touched my guitar in over a year. And he thought it was a joke. And you're like, no, dude, I literally haven't touched my guitar in over a year. So what was going on in your head at that point? Were you just kind of burned out? Were you frustrated with the legalities of things? Or It was just a burnout factor. And really, there was no reason. There has to be a reason. I mean, you can pick up your guitar and just play your guitar. Right. But if, you're, if you've been doing it for years and years and years and just these those four or five years, six years, and then it just doesn't really... You have to like take a break. I'm yeah. assuming that's the way it was because I really don't know. It was really odd because sure. I really wasn't like that. I'm not a good. I'm not a guy that practices every day. I am kind of a lazy guitar player. I'm more <laughs> of a, a rhythm guitar player than practicing my solos and trying to freaking do. I'm more of just like writing a cool riff and I'll oh, sure. cool, record it, put it down, something else, and then the song comes together. When me and Maz get together, it happens. Yeah, you know what I mean. But when there was no reason and the burnoutness of all that other baloney. It just, yeah. And that was... But really, I, I thought I was we were done. That was at, at the transition of the end going into the new projects? Or what time frame was that at? Massacre Back from Beyond into the end, and then the end of that, the end. Okay. And then it was just, yeah. There was nowhere else to go. I didn't, yeah. Me and Mass were just like, hey, dude, let's just walk away and... But me and Cam were still friends, you know right. what I mean? So we had rekindled our friendship in a perspective. And now he's working at the same place. Me and Maz and Cam work at the same place. And I just had a wild hair one day. And I'm like, you know what? Me and Borders are friends on Facebook. Let me shoot him a message and send him my number. Hey, give me a call. He had no clue. Yeah. Yeah, you know? that was that was a very interesting... I, I think I'd remembered seeing a post he was getting on ready. There. He was getting ready to move. Like, so, like, move out of state. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you, if you talk to him, he can fill you in on that if you do anything. With sure. Him. But yeah, he was literally told me he was getting ready to move out of state. And, yeah, it was really weird. So, you reached out to him after. Just said, hey, what do you think about getting in the room and jamming? Yeah. After 30. He goes, if it's fun, I'm in. If it's fun, I'm in. So, you know, no expectations, no nothing. He, didn't need just, to do, he doesn't need to do it. Yeah. Let's just kind of see how it goes. That's and, it. Uh, and how was that first meeting for you guys? It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. He just, had, he was rehearsing the stuff at home, so he learned the stuff, and we just started going song by song. And now we're doing, we've done the full set. We've had six rehearsals. Six rehearsals, yeah. You know, so we're doing the From Beyond record from start to finish. He did play on the, uh, I think it was Chamber of Ages demo, which had From Beyond, Chamber of Ages, and t two other songs from the From Beyond records, about like right. mortality. And so half that record was already written with him in the band. So then he was let go, and we right. showed up, and you know the other bass player was there, and then we continued and. Me and we finished writing the songs and then did From Beyond. That was From like Beyond later. came out in like ninety one, which the songs was, were written in eighty five. Yeah, five or six years later Correct. after the fact. So Correct. So uh Michael Borders still had that element of contribution to that. Yes. That you had talked to me on the phone and you'd said, you know, hey, you know, he doesn't get enough credit. He's never been given credit. Um nobody's ever mentioned his name ever. Yeah. And so for what everybody thinks that the other bass player was the only bass player right. in Massacre. Sure. But that's clearly not the case. No. And anybody, I think, who's we've done live shows, followed we, you guys for yeah. years knows for a fact kind Correct. of the history. And there was another guitar player in the band. Alan West was in the band before I was in the band. But sure. even after that, a guy named Rob, Robbie Goodwin was in the band. And he has a couple of riffs on that record that he wasn't given credit for. It wasn't my fault. You right. know what I mean, they, the information was given and it wasn't printed. Maybe they wanted to keep it Cam and Rick for whatever. I don't know. That I don't know. In so. the sense of like publishers and record labels and right, kind right, of that right. business PR kind of stuff like that. So, but, um, but yeah, he, uh, 
And we played live with him. We were a five piece with Robbie. Right. We did shows to, with Borders on stage and Andrew's playing drums and, you know, myself and Cam. So that didn't, obviously, it's faded from there. And then other things changed. It, it was Bill's band, not right. my band. He was getting rid of people. I, who am I? Yeah. You know, Cam called me and said, hey, you want to join Massacre? Alan West was still in the band. Showed up. Alan was gone. Yeah. Did the first show with Massacre on stage. And no disrespect, I got spit on by Alan West three times. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? so, I heard that story. But it, and I just did my thing. I was like, hey, dude, yeah, you're angry. I didn't do anything. Uh, but it's cool. You yeah. know what I mean? There was no hard feelings. Band and, politics sometimes get a uh, little hairy. Envy and jealousy is, is a bitch. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you have that in you, then uh, then it's, I think it's kind of a waste of time to yeah. be envy and jealousy. You know? But, you know, what can you do? But no, yeah. anyway, so that transition was, um, it, back to that point, it, we were just really burnt. Sure. But when I called Borders, he seemed interested. And like he said, it was fun. And he got together. And for a first jam, like, Maz hadn't touched a kit in 16 months. And yeah. you know, it's not like he's it, he's running a marathon and working the speed bag. You know what I mean? So And he's not a young dude. Right. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it's 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 kicking ass, man. It's yeah. good. We got a little fire going. It's it's cool. And it's a lot of fun. It's It's kind of crazy. And so... You know, and when you'd first gotten back with Cam, I mean, was that the same thing? It had been a long time since you guys had, yeah, had played together. Oh, no, and- totally. We hadn't done anything since what, we did a tour in 92. And then the last record we did was the Promise record. So that was 96. So there was no recordings or any because we didn't tour that record. So right. 96 from till now, we hadn't done anything. So we started rekindling our friendship and musical thing together a couple of years ago, three, four years. Yeah. A lot of years have gone by already. And sure. nothing's happened because uh, 16 months is almost a year and a half or whatever right so is this just a matter of i mean people just you know you get older and bygones be bygones and you know everybody evolves as a person there was really no bygone thing with cam i mean i owe cam an apology which i've told him many times when i left massacre when massacre showed up to play with uh open for megadeth and overkill we um were denied the gig when we got there you know we were told we were going to play we got there with all our gear and said oh no you guys aren't playing tonight so that coincidentally that night, some guy came up to me. That's how I got back with Chuck. Not to right. go on to the death subject. Sure, but absolutely. The guy was like, hey, you know, I heard Chuck's back in town. This is right around Christmas 86-ish. Okay. No, 87. So Scream Bloody Gore was already recorded. Okay. And um, I went to his house the next day. Chuck got a to little, Chuck's house. Chuck was a little odd that I was at his front door. Right. So I was like, hey, dude, I got something to talk about. If you're cool with it, give me a call. You just we'll showed up tomorrow. unannounced. Unannounced. Yeah. Just to his door. And he opened the door and he was like. And I was like, hey, man, I don't mean to just show up at your door, but I have something to talk to you about. If you're interested, give me a bus tomorrow. I think, and he did. So we got together and called Bill and Terry. We formed death. Yeah. I left Cam without even telling him I was leaving the band. And I've told him this. I'm like, dude, I owe you a huge apology. I said, I mean, literally, I just was like, I didn't I'm say out. anything. So, no, I didn't even tell him that. Just yeah. left, put that together with Bill and Terry and didn't even say, can't tell Cam I was leaving the band. When we didn't play that show, I knew I was done that night. Okay. I was like, we're not going anywhere. We're done. I wasn't trying to be a rock star. Was or anything, it the but perception that just because of that incident that maybe it was time to try something else or? It's a coincidence. Some dude just told me Chuck was back in town. Yeah. I, that's kind of like op- an opportunist, but I'm not an opportunist. Sure. But I took that opportunity, but I regret not telling Cam, hey, dude, this isn't going to work. I think I'm going to go back and jam with Chuck. Crazy. I didn't say that. So, and I brought Billy Terry, Bill and Terry into the band and right. Chuck had a band. Yeah. I mean, the, the lineage trying to, trying to track down the massacre death mantis lineage. There's a lot of crossover, you know, people join in 
and then being unjoined and then joining right. back in and another formation and then coming back in and Correct. now we're massacre and then now we're death and then right, massacres right, right. had several different iterations and sure. at one point cam had started a different version of massacre sure. if i remember right and right. played a couple of shows with that well him so. and the old bass player got to do it me and the old bass player got to do it then when me and cam wanted to do it there was a problem yeah yeah and, and that's crazy not not that i want to dig up legalities but no. i was curious about with all of the different iterations that have gone through why was there a problem with the latest i couldn't answer that question other than just a little spite yeah just at that point we just don't want the name to be out there we're just going to shut it down yeah that's fine it's crazy didn't work and then for whatever powers that be reason you guys all get back together and then now there's no more gods of death no more massacre x you're full-on massacre massacre is back yeah. so Mike Mazzanetto has been in the band as long as Bill Andrews is almost, has been in the band, in his own band. So it's, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's true. That's He's crazy. been in the band since we reformed with the other two guys for the Back From Beyond thing. Uh, you guys all kind of being back in now, it's been you and Cam and Michael Borders have not been on the same stage together for 30? 80s. So yeah, since the 80s. And how are those rehearsals going? Is it you guys feel tight? Is the chemistry good? Is yeah, it, I think uh, it's I think it's really good. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, for just six rehearsals, I I think it's gonna be fine. It's yeah. gonna it's powerful and yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun is something you don't hear about bands anymore. Talk about playing just for playing. Well, that's where the fun is. Yeah, is when you're playing, the rest of it's the work. A lot of it. Seems the work to is be, to travel, yeah, right? People, yeah. <laughs> travel is fantastic. It's awesome. You know, when there's an you know when there's an end that you can look forward to, I guess. But uh, right. it seems like a lot of bands these days, they play, but they have an ulterior motive. It's not to play to play. It's not a play to a show. It's I want to play for a money thing, or I want to play for a contract thing, or I want to play because there's some kind of an obligation. You had told me, hell, I just want to play a show. I just want to play a show with these guys. That's it. That's the truth, right? Yeah, sure. That's just the whole point. So. It is. I'm going, I'm 22 getting on stage with a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> what is that chip on your shoulder, just by the way? Pride in, in what the what we have created, what the music is and how good it sounds now. It's it's powerful. Yeah. It's as powerful as it has been. It's, it's really good. Cam's totally up to par. He sounds great. You know what I mean? He's in his fifties. You know yeah. I mean? I'm not screaming on the mic. You know, Mike's in his mid to mid to mid forties. So yeah. late, I don't want to say late forties, but and he's kicking ass and borders is in the fifties and still, eh, it's great, man. It really is. Yeah. The chip is just, uh, just that little thing on your, you, you have something to prove to yourself and to just people. Hey, this is real. Right. What we're doing is real and that's it so we, we might get played, paid a couple of bucks to play but it's definitely we're not doing it for money because right. there's people that don't have to leave to go do this to make the money because they make plenty of money sure I'm not one of them but I have a day job and I make decent enough money to get by but why not freaking have a little part time music sure. that you can go out and have some fun with some yeah. friends and jam around so the chip is not necessarily a hey i've got something to prove to nope. you guys the chip is like prove something I to just, myself yeah prove something to yourself that you can get out there and you're still you know that it sounds good and you're proud of what you're doing right not, you know, nothing against anybody else or no f off to anybody it's just pretty much hey dude if you're gonna do it do it and right. do the best you can yeah and you know when you're talking about you know 30 plus years gone by you know or whatever from beyond came out in what 1991 right so and the songs were written in 85 and 86 <laughs> yeah which is that crazy. was that was just a coincidental bonus because Digby Pearson, the owner of Eric Records, was a fan of the band. Right. David Vincent called me and said, hey, Digby Pearson wants to put out a, a massacre record. What do you think? Yeah. Well, why why not? the hell not? Yeah, right. Sure. Absolutely. So after all this time, 
do you still have the same feeling about that record? I mean, do you listen to that record now and be like, do you uh, have it's, a different we play it, of it's, it? It's better. Yeah. What we're doing is How better. is it better? It's more powerful. It's tighter. It was more powerful and tighter with the other lineup too. Right. I think part of what the draw. It's just more real now with Cam yeah. on the mic. No disrespect to, to the other gentleman that was on the mic. He did his job well. Right. He really did. He does his job well. Everybody did the job well. That's what I'm saying. Nothing against those other two that jammed in the band. But sure. now it's the same as it was then. It's as powerful and as tight because, you know, me and Maz are pretty tight. Not to right. freaking pat myself on the back. But and even though we took 16 months off, it's. It's pretty kick-ass. Yeah. And Mike's a great bass player. He plays with his fingers, so it's a little different. The attack is different. Right. He's a more traditional finger it's bass player. kind of more percussive. Right, right, and, right. Yeah. So the, him and Maz are still working out that stuff. But, you know, six rehearsals, we were able to play the, the album from start to finish. Yeah. So I'm not saying there's not going to be any boo-boos, <laughs> but it, it should be cool. You know what I mean? It's going to be yeah. fun. It's going to be real. It's going to be nothing else but six rehearsals of realness. Of, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and Cam I, sounds great, like I said. I think part of what makes From Beyond still to this day held so dearly by a lot of people is that that is a raw fucking album. Yeah. I mean, it's really, um, it's not about production quality. Mm, it was no. about the energy. Yeah. It was about the songs. And so when you revisit those, I mean, you got, you know, it's modern equipment now and you'd right. mentioned that you're going to be doing possibly some, some recording tonight with all the stuff, sure. and, you know? Um, so, are you approaching it any differently? You'd mentioned that you're playing it a little differently. Is it just the energy that's different or, you know, what is no, different still, about playing it now versus 30 years ago? Well, we tuned down a little bit, so it's a little lower tuned, so it sounds a little heavier. And right. so there's other, there's people that really would rather hear it tuned to the record. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's no reason behind that. I just think it sounds heavier. Yeah. What are you guys tuning to? Uh, straight B. Straight B. Yeah. It's carcass style, man. That's our, uh, but we were tuning the C back in the Mantis days, yeah. so it's only like a full step lower than full that. Full step below well, that. We had no bass player then. So. Yeah, <laughs> I played. Well, in yeah. A, I played in a death metal band for several years without a bass player. We just said turn up the distortion and EQ that mid out of there a little bit. That's and it. They, they thumped out those speakers pretty hardcore. So that's funny to hear no, you that's say cool. that. No, it's true. There's no mid in my rig. There's no mid coming at them. Uh, yeah, we don't use mid range at all. Not at all. Huh? No. Fully scooped. Just all bass is full. Trouble's probably at about three o'clock. Presence is all the way up, gains all the way up, and that's just a yeah. standard thing. Same you thing still with- rock on the rectifiers, yeah, or yeah, yeah? yeah, awesome, that's killer. Um, so, you guys, after this, you got a little bit of a break, but then you're getting ready to head out of the country for a while. We got do some uh, shows. So today's Saturday, so we have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we fly to Germany this Thursday. Okay, and then we play the first of June at the. Fuck the Commerce Fest. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say the F word. You can say whatever you want. But no, I'm not a cursor, so. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's um, that should be cool. And then we have a couple other things coming up. I, in Like every month this year, we actually have a, a one-off. Yeah. So I kind of fill the year up as best we can before we sign on with, uh, but I'm not going to mention any names now, but we're going to be signing on with an agent out of the UK in sure. 2020. And um, yeah, so we have, uh, not in order, but we have uh, tonight. Then we have Germany on um, the 1st of June. And then into July, I think we're doing, like, don't quote me on this. It's, uh, we're, I know we're doing um, a Dallas Death Fest. We're playing a show in Chicago, right. Death Fest in Chicago. We're playing California Death Fest. We're doing a, a fest in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I saw that you guys were doing some South America stuff. Yeah, that's in November. Then we go back to Texas for three shows, which, which just came through the other day, which is like the 27th, 28th, 29th, at the end of one month, I, June or July. Right. And then... Um, August we have something we have a, I don't yeah I'm lost right now but we have like 12 shows 
you got a lot of stuff kind of yeah. going on. So yeah. how do you go from, ah, you know, I'm just going to play this show for shits and giggles to all of a sudden you guys are hitting different parts of the globe. Oh, I personally set this show up for a rehearsal because we had the German show and then just promoters started asking questions. And so the German show was booked first. Yeah, because I would I wouldn't have had a problem just going out of the studio jamming right to the stage. Right. Which we're doing tonight. So what's the difference of going from there to Germany? Sure. So but, you know, I'm cool with like going along with the, the team and throwing a local show together and yeah. having some fun. I think a lot of people are curious why, you know, you guys are playing out there rather than playing more shows in the U.S. to get things going. Well, I don't know if there's a reason well, why. We're, play, we're playing quite a few shows in the U.S. We have the one in Chicago, the one in Texas, the one in California, and then we have three more in Texas. And it's we're not a touring band. Right. So we're a, a weekend band. Okay. If we can get, you know, a Thursday and a Friday off or a Thursday off to fly out to go do something to play a Friday and a Saturday and come home on Sunday is what we're doing. Right. So, yeah, the I can't maybe next year we'll be able to go into the realms of like 10 shows in two weeks, like go out and do 10 shows. But I don't know where notice still getting reacquainted with each other, too. Yeah. Yeah. No disrespect to the U.S. It's a lot harder to do one offs like that. You know what I mean? Because you need to we could have went out and did a tour in November. Sure. A full tour, but we can't. You know, we have day jobs. We want to keep a day job. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just really a part time fun thing for the weekend. Right, right now, you know what I mean? So if something else escalates, but it won't ever go beyond two weeks, I really yeah. don't see that happening. So it's not like we're going to be a touring band. It's just going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool, though. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So you'd put out kind of a, I don't know, semi-cryptic message on Facebook at one point. Hey, who wants to hear some new Massacre stuff? Uh, do you recall that at all? Sure. Yeah. It, so I would assume the response to that was fairly positive. Uh are you thinking down the roads are going to be new massacre material in the works or is yeah this... i mean we're not going to do the from from beyond thing forever this is pretty much right. just to relive that with with borders involved right so and it's that we've been, the whole record's never been played live i think symbolic immortality might have been played once live as far as the entire album you correct mean, yeah. yeah that's never been done so yeah i'm not going to say that no me and borders are right there's no doubt that there's there's plenty of music that me and maz have cam has music Borders has music. We've already, if stuff like that comes out. But the whole thing is, if we came out right now as Massacre with 10 brand new songs and didn't play anything off that From Beyond record. You just don't think it'd go anywhere? Wouldn't be recognized or? No, it's, it, it, it's retro. We're going with what people want to hear. Right. Yeah, it's really See, weird. There's definitely that whole movement that now is called, you know, the whole plus we only have, stuff. Plus we really only have, Massacre only has two records out other than an EP. Right. So, yeah. And uh, From Beyond seems to hold a very personal place in your heart. Um, Back From Beyond doesn't seem to have that same attachment for you. No, it doesn't. Other than I did it with my best friend, Mike Mazzanetto. Yeah. And you guys, uh, history wise, I mean, before the Massacre thing, you guys were in a band, what, M plus? M Inc. Inc. That's what it was. Yeah. And the M is rumored to have been. Uh, yeah, it's kind of Massacre Incorporated. Kind of Massacre, yeah. Without without saying Massacre. I'm not going to lie about that. Why not? And uh, is that Tim Vasquez? Correct. Was involved in that as well. He's the studio owner. And so at CGM now, Studios, yeah, so who, it, who recorded all the Emming stuff and recorded the Back from Beyond record and all the end stuff, and yeah. we'll be recording whatever this project does. Yeah. So is he the one that's going to be here recording tonight? No, no. A good friend of mine, uh, Greg Mandigo. Mandingo, Mandigo. Yeah. If I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Greg, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I've known him forever. He, uh, yeah, he yeah. was. He worked with DSI back in the day, and he's. 
Yeah, he knows his stuff. So he's a front of house guy. He's gonna be recording um, False Prophet Drew Lord in us tonight. Oh man! And there's a uh, if the recordings everything's cool. Where there's talks of uh, putting a four song twelve inch EP out. Uh, four songs from this show. So. Man, you know, vinyl is back in such a way. I, I don't like to use the word back because it's kind of always been there. But, you know, when you talk to people who are vinyl lovers yeah, from back in the day, I mean, you're getting vinyls again released in modern times, not even on CD, not even digital. And the vinyls, the first pressing is coming out first, which right. I think is super badass. And I think it's making a bunch of kids scramble to go buy some fucking record players. I think it's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super awesome. So, um, the CGM, uh, you guys use that as your rehearsal space as Correct. well as your recording, recording space. Correct. So are you recording rehearsals? Are you Always. kind of, yeah? yeah? So do you go back and kind of like an NFL playbook, are you kind of listening to how it's rehearsal sound and sure. helping decide the direction? You yeah, it's like a modern day jam box. What I have, I have like one of those little Zoom recorders so we get video and audio at the same time. Love me some Zoom. And uh, <laughs> not as cool as that Zoom, but but yeah, it's uh, and it works. It yeah. works really good for it's basically just a, a cassette player, a modernized cassette player. So we can go back over it and listen to it. Are that cool? I don't know. Get rid of it. And then we have video. We can post it up on, hey, we're jamming. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's that's, fun. that's fun. That's cool. I, it's getting back to basics, I think, yeah. is kind of the, I think the key message I heard from everybody I've talked to currently who's been around for a while. They say, you know, I want to get rid of all the, get all the fluff, get rid of all the yeah. stuff that, you know, I think the general public wants, you know, like, Back from Beyond, for instance, that's a very polished record. It was sounds. It was yeah. It really, I don't know. Produ- it w- production-y. It wasn't raw. Yeah, it wasn't raw. It sounds great. I sure. mean, it, it, from a technical standpoint, sure, it's an enjoyable record. Sure, but it definitely, I, I think yourself probably and probably your guys all think like you know it doesn't have the same. No, it's different feel. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, from that uh, from Beyond has. So, um, I'm curious to see what you guys end up doing after these rehearsals and these shows, you know, how going back and revisiting from beyond affects what you write for maybe any future massacre material. Is that the direction you think you want to take it? I have it? no idea what's going to happen. Whatever happens, happens kind Just of whatever a Whatever comes out, as long as we're recording so you don't miss a good song <laughs> or a good riff or something. Because I've learned that recording whenever you're jamming. Because yeah. even if you're jamming like a record from start to finish, something there in the middle, you might throw something in there. You might take a break and go, hey, check this out. Right. And if you're not recording it, you might forget it. So yeah, it's cool to yeah. get everything down. That way you have whatever happens, happens. I really don't. I'm just going with it. We have a cool thing. Everybody's cool. Everybody's getting along. There's no hidden agendas. There's no, no nothing. Is it? It's pretty cool actually yeah. it's cooler than it's ever been not saying that the other time wasn't cool either sure you know what i mean I, or else i wouldn't have done it right it and was cool and it sounded good it didn't suck and i have nothing bad to say about anybody it just didn't work yeah you know we decided to pull out we're done that's that you know you have that choice when you're done you're done yeah. it's not fun i'm done yeah well i mean and you've stayed busy i mean you've done other bands and things like that but not really it seems well you got the end and gods and things that like was that. Just, uh, just that was just a time the time filler it just happened to come into play and it was cool. Yeah. You know, it was fun. Yeah. And then once again, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Things get crazy. So, um, well, I am a huge fan of also our mutual friend, Mr. Scott Pavarnik. Yes. And if you don't mind me asking about those threshers, um, first thresher, how did you go about getting that one built for you? He offered to build me a guitar. Yeah. Because I was, I wanted to purchase an acoustic off him. Right. I wasn't trying to get free guitar off of Scott. I already had an endorsement with Grossman Guitars. Sure. Not to drop a name. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> uh, but I did. I already had uh, a handful of guitars from them. And 
I just was looking for an acoustic. And then the one guy from the other company saw I was posting stuff as Scott started building this acoustic for me and got a little butt hurt and said, <laughs> and I was like, dude, you tell me you didn't build acoustic. So yeah, I'm just getting an acoustic built for myself to jam around. You know, that's how I work on stuff. So you don't have to plug in an amp and they get ideas. And when you plug in your rig, you're like, yeah, you know, you're playing. Right. Anyways, that's the way I look at it. So long story short, um, the other deal, I just pulled out of the other deal and yeah. Then Scott just, we started talking and, he happened to have a template for the Gibson Explorer. Right. And um, and you were known more previously as kind of a BC Rich guy. Yeah, so. but I did have a Gibson Explorer in 84. So right. then I went to the BC stuff with Floyd and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, I was more of a BC Rich guy. But um, we made the we made it pointy. And it's basically a pointy Explorer. And he, <laughs> I came out with the name. I, I like sharks. So right. I was like, hey, we'll call it the Thresher. Looks like it's got a big tail. And. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Well, hey, from Florida, threshers and sharks and all uh, that he kind was, of stuff. He, he was really, sense. he was really cool about it. And uh, yeah, I, I was kind of blown away because it was unexpected. It's not like I freaking asked him for a guitar. Right. I, he wanted an acoustic. I had plenty of electric guitars. Sure. Yeah. I wasn't, um, I don't need somebody to build me a wood. It's just to have another guitar land. I've had 15, 16 guitars and I, you can't play 15 or 16 guitars. All I do is take up a bunch of freaking room. Right. You know what I mean? So I have two guitars. That's it. I have thresher one and thresher two. Yeah. And are you going to play them both tonight? Uh, I'll be pro- probably playing Thresher 2 all night tonight unless I break a string. So Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing those. So um, lastly, I guess, uh, you know. Love you, Scott. <laughs> everybody loves Scott Bavarnik. Come on. You guy- You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, you made me lose track of my, my uh, train of thought there. So um, there's been a lot of, I, I think, misconceptions over the years about you know what's going on with uh, with death with massacre with mantis and all this kind of stuff so um you seem like a very honest person who just is very straight shooting is there anything else you want to kind of uh, clear up you've been given a lot of credit recently to to mike borders and you know cam lee for doing like the, the logos and stuff that hasn't been credited in the past anything else that we need to be uh, aware of that uh uh you think has been misconstrued over the years without getting into legalities not really man it's just uh, the wrong people got involved yeah and you just can't stop that you know what i mean and people get manipulated sure you know chuck schuldiner's not here yeah yeah he can't answer for himself right no yeah he's so, never toured on a fancy tour bus yeah hey where's the massacre bus he wasn't making 60 grand <laughs> i'm i'm just i'm saying i mean yeah so there all i have to say is there was no screen bloody gore and no leprosy DTA tour. Right. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to take money from a dead man. Yeah. So it just kind of. Sorry. But that's <laughs> no, a fact. That's awesome. I mean, that's just, that's how it is. Yeah, so. It was a good payday too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a, a lot of people probably think, oh, you know, you so played on. for the money. Yeah. Played on leprosy. You're probably a millionaire. Right. So. <laughs> I got a couple of Lamborghini Hot Wheels at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I definitely appreciate your time. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys tonight. It's been a, a long journey, I think, for me to kind of check out this lineup uh, with, with you guys, Massacre, with Druid Lord, which I'm looking forward to. And of no, course, man, I want an honest opinion. I really appreciate profit. your time. And even the thought is it's very flattering, man, because I'm just it's 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 cool. I'm just another guy. Yeah. Well, people that stick around this industry for a long time, I think it's rare. I mean, people kind of come and go all the time and you've been a presence, whether or not you've been active or inactive or taken a hiatus or, you know, whatever, but you're kind of always there. And I I think people look to the, 
to the old school. To it's kind odd of, when things come together for like when you're not pre-planning stuff. So you have to go with it if it doesn't suck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't because uh, I wouldn't. I don't want to waste anybody's time. Sure. Well, I have faith that it's not going to suck. Well, you let uh, me know tonight. <laughs> it might suck. I'll let you know tonight, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to uh, you know hopefully. I'll get a taste of that recorded material if it comes out. 100%. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward I'll to hearing that. I'll send you a copy of the whole set. Sounds good, brother. Rick, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Yeah. yeah. Misery Point Radio, heading out. There you have it, folks. An epic conversation with one of metal's most enduring figures. And make sure you stick around for the next episode because guess who's coming on? Mr. Michael Borders. That's right. Don't forget, subscribe to Misery Point Radio on all the platforms. Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcast. Follow the show on Facebook and Instagram. Here we go. Emerging from the sound, the discord of annihilation. Passing the fears of reality, to wait for constellation. I'm not